And welcome back to the Film Realcast. It is that time of the day. It's our podcast extra where we're going to review Hawkeye. That's right. I'm here with Neil, as usual. How you doing, buddy? I'm very well, mate. Very well. Are you good? I'm not bad. Considering the time in the morning and the fact that we've been up stupid o'clock, <laughs> I've got so much energy. I think I'm just going to get burnout later on and just it'll hit me like a baseball bat and I'll just fall on the floor. Yeah, that's it. I'll just see you collapse later. What's up with him? Don't worry about it. Don't yeah, it'll be it. all right. Leave him alone. <laughs> Don't poke the bear. Yeah. <laughs> so we're on episode four called Partners. Yes. Am I right? Am I right? Forget you about right. it. Forget about it. <laughs> Forget about it. <laughs> so yeah. we left it um, with our wonderful, amazing heroes, with Clint and with Katie. They're in the house looking for information, very Scooby-Doo-like. And for uh, for a change, for a surprise, Jack got one up on Clint. I suspect it's because he's completely deaf. And he was left with his own Ronin sword against his throat. And I was really surprised that this kind of... It was like a balloon. They, they blew it up and it was like, oh my God, suddenly they're home. No one knew Eleanor and Jack were home already. And it just goes down like a balloon with the air let out of it. Nothing happens. It doesn't reach a climax, does it? No, it's no, it doesn't. You're not, you're not wrong, really, mate. To be honest. It's like just this weird conversation around the table, isn't it? Which yes. is, you know, expecting a fight or something else, and it isn't because I think it's because, um, obviously, Maya, uh, no, sorry, not Maya, God, that's Eleanor walks in yeah. on them, and um, sort of he Jack just starts being sort of quite fun about it, like he always does, sort of making a joke, doesn't he? Yeah, it's strange because, again, she's kind of obviously very experienced, very naive, and she's playing her hand, and she's saying, we're friends, we're on a mission, we're doing this, and Clint's mm. like, well, no, we're not, Like, I wouldn't describe <laughs> us as that, and she's kind of telling Jack everything, so if she's got no suspicions for Jack, then she's really playing their hand as to what their intentions are and what they're doing, and I, I kind of get, I don't know, you look at Eleanor... And I don't know whether she's just pissed off because she doesn't trust um, Jack or she doesn't like her daughter being involved in this, possibly both. But the look on her face, I kind of thought, is she the big bad? Is there is Jack just selfish and she's something to do with whatever's happening? I, I just don't know. They're playing their cards really close to the chest in this. No, they are. Yeah, I thought it was quite good, to be fair. It was, it was an odd direction to take it, but it was quite interesting the fact that they chose to do it like a family with obviously Clint there as well and try and talk it out um but yeah the way her persona changed the mum Eleanor it was completely different wasn't it, it yeah was, yeah it was I was I had the same similar thoughts I was like oh hang on a minute maybe she isn't as naive and dumb as she plays herself out to be yeah it'd be really interesting to see if there is a twist and mm. I also like the fact that Obviously, she had that chat with Clint and she wants to protect her daughter, which any mum would. Um, and after that, I like the fact they're all faking for a, a kind, of, kind of to their own survival in a way. You've got Jack dancing with Eleanor and Katie looking like she's accepting their relationship and laughing and saying, I've never seen you this happy and never seen you dance. And it all appears really fake for their their own agenda. And as you said, it's a nice way to 
to, to do this or deal with the situation rather than just have like a trophy fight about it, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, because it's interesting, isn't it? Because obviously Clint gets asked to leave, which he does, and Eleanor says, look, you know, try and leave my daughter out of it. And Clint was very honest with her and said, I can't do that, but I will keep her safe. Um, and he steals his sword back, which I love. Yeah. I love yeah. the fact he gets that back. That was, yeah, that was a really good touch. And also the line, which I thought was so cutting by mm. Eleanor, when she says she's pretty good, and she says, well, Natasha Romanoff was pretty damn good, yeah, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, God, that's that's like a real bad line. And the look on Clint's face, and he said that wasn't good enough to keep her alive. And I mean, that rings of someone who's kind of baiting someone, really, and not, yeah. they're not kind words to say. You just don't come out with that on first meet. I was well surprised. Oh, definitely, yeah, and that's that's the thing. Her cha- her character's definitely changed, hasn't it? Yeah, and that's very sinister and a hot, like you say, a horrible thing to say to someone. You know, you, everyone clearly knows how much Natasha meant to um, Clint, and to come out with that is a real, you know, warning, isn't it? Yeah, so, very much. Yeah. It, it played out well, and again, they do kind of build on that bond, and I really like this moment when Kate is. is I'm really warm into her and mm. it's real kind of, it is a yo-yo depending on what happens. But when she does go around Clint's, cause they're talking about all alone and the, the family at the dinner table and Clint's got no one. And when she goes around and speaks to him and when she, he teaches her to flip that kind of coin, that button around yeah. the corner and the build of the bond is, is really, really nice. I love that building the Christmas tree and everything. It's great, isn't it? It is. It's really nice. It sort of takes you out a little bit, doesn't it? And it's just, like you say, shows that bond growing together and the fact that she wants to learn from her hero, her idol, which is Hawkeye, and the fact that he's really starting to warm to her as well. And he appreciates the fact that he is obviously alone at the moment and he just wants to get back to his family. And it shows that sensitive side from her rather than her just mucking about all the time and not taking it seriously so no i thought it was a lovely scene yeah and she does say that she's thinking about it and she realizes that he is ronan and Mm. she wants to talk about it and you can tell that amongst everything that he's going through he's got some kind of like ptsd and that when he talks about because of his family went in the blip that because he, as you said, he, he felt it wasn't right, and he went on a mission to kind of even things out. And it's interesting. He talks about that he was just a machine, a killing machine, and it was pointed in the right direction, um, and yeah. he did just what he's trained to do. And I kind of wondered when he says that he was pointed in the right direction, or, or words similar to that, who was doing that, and is that person, or have that person gone now, and he's is lost as in he doesn't know what to do. He's like a soldier without a kind of, without a mission. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, definitely. It is interesting to see who sort of pushed him that way. I'm guessing it was probably the government or something or rather. I'm not quite sure. Um, because obviously most of the Avengers, it all went to pot during the blip and everything else like that, didn't it? So, yeah. Um, um, yeah, that's, that's a, a thing I don't know, but it is interesting. You could see the surprise and the shock on her face, though, when she realised that he was Ronin. And yeah, it was yeah. really, really played well, I have to say. Yeah. And the fact he was so bluntly honest, he says, I was just to hurt people. Yeah. And 
she's you can see the hurt as in he's always been a hero and she tries to justify it but we've all made mistakes and these are left behind you and i think she can kind of also relate because she lost her dad and she's obviously taken on like the archer and working with him as a form of release as well giving something back and dealing with it and she's probably not had any support i don't know about dealing with her dad's death so it's nice they've got that in common you know i love that i think it's really good it helps their bond and their arc as well oh definitely yeah i completely agree i can't disagree with you at all but prior to that uh, because um clint gets hold of his lovely wife doesn't he yes and has a conversation because she can i don't know what she does for a living but she can clearly get information that he needs um and she confirms that jack is involved with the um, tracksuit mafia isn't she yeah that's right yeah Yeah, that's a really good point and that kind of confirms that he is doing the right thing and i think it'd be interesting if that didn't plan plan out where where it would have gone but yeah Yeah. as you said you're right mate it does confirm the suspicions and also it confirms what kate's been saying is right as well and that she's not just some 22 year old girl who's has everything handed to her on a plate she's got something about her because she said this but I, i wonder how um kind of going off topic a bit mm. of how if they're going to address the like survivor's guilt ptsd whatever um about nat because it, it was a bit loving her as i do and her death was one of the toughest things that t- to deal with in the mcu and when he's sitting in that chair and when she's on that ledge and she kicks herself off and she, like she sacrifices herself i mean he's clearly carrying that really heavy weight that I don't, I don't know what do you think it's ptsd or survivor's guilt or both i think it's a bit of both to be honest i mean he's obviously like he says in his line of business he has to deal with death and grief and everything else like that but i think it's very different if you have that bond with someone and watching them die and basically having them in your arms almost when it happens is i don't think you can ever get over it to be no honest. No, um, it's a really good topic there. to address isn't it oh massively i mean you know there's lots of people out there that have had moments obviously not quite as dramatic as that but you know people dying in, in their family and what have you and i don't think people realize how much of a long-term effect it has so it is nice that they're addressing it and it'll be interesting to see if where it sort of goes from there but it's nice that they've highlighted it and how much it's affecting him and what it caused him to do and become in the fact that he went on this massive rampage killing all the bad people that were left in the world when you know in his his friends and family have been taken away from him so no i completely agree and from there they come formulate a plan and he needs his arrows back so talk about the lack of those arrows there aren't any around anymore and Mm. he can track where those arrows are and what did you think of the idea of sending Katie back to the LARPers and <laughs> convincing a police officer to go into the evidence room and just take them for her sake on first meet with her? I thought it was a really weird, convenient like way of dealing with what could have been a, a complicated bullshit story, really, wasn't it? It, it was. I, I like the fact that for me, it was very much Clint going... Right, I've already had to deal with this. I'm not dealing with it again. Yeah. You want to be partners. You can deal with these bloody LARPers, you know, that are yeah. a bit 
fucking nuts, aren't they? Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, so I think he was trying to get sort of one over on her in a sense oh. like that. Yeah, I'd love the LARPers at the end. I'd love there to be a battle scene and suddenly the LARPers <laughs> come in, all wear their uniforms and just join in the battle and help um, Kate and Clint. That would yeah. be an awesome ending. That would just would be, be so much fun. I'd love that. It would be brilliant, wouldn't it, if they all just come around the corner, yeah, chanting yeah. in the back, especially that massive bloke that really takes it seriously. I love yeah. it, though. They, they would love it, wouldn't they? Oh, of course they would. <laughs> they would be all over it. And the scene where she goes to see him and they're all sort of practising and there's this guy at the back that just starts going, <laughs> Ice Wall! <laughs> I was freezing up with it. I was like, oh, my God. Could you yeah. imagine? what? I'd never walked past anyone doing this, but I would have to stop and watch. Cause... Yeah, I would. It would be a phone-out moment and video. I, I yeah. love the LARPers. I think it's yeah. great. I, I think it's really good that they're going to make uniforms and they've come up with a deal that they'll go and get the arrows and that they're measuring up uniforms. And even um, against Clint's wishes and will to live, <laughs> that they're going to make uniforms for both of them. I think it's so much fun. I love that story. Definitely. It is, it is Like you say, it is very convenient, isn't it? Oh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll go and get your arrows. I'll tamper with some evidence. It's, <laughs> you know, it's so easy, isn't it? It's like, yeah, yeah, I do it all the time, actually, you know, sort of thing. It's, <laughs> so, yeah, but uh, that aside, it's really good fun. And the fact how they've sort of played into it, and obviously later on, when Clint comes back to his apartment and they're all in there making uniforms and having yeah. drinks and stuff like that, and he's just like, <laughs> what the hell are these guys doing in my apartment? What is nice. going on? And yeah, that's is... the advantages of Kate, because Clint wouldn't have gone that far, no. but Kate's so welcoming and nice that, that it probably wouldn't have worked if a Clint no. would have gone and done that, but no, I think it's great. Also, like, when, because it's getting so real, because it's getting so serious, and Clint realises this, that he then goes to see Kazir, and I love the conversation he has with him, mm. that you've got to tell Mary to, to stand down. I'm not the person she's looking for, and people are going to die. And we've already seen in the previous episode that Kazir doesn't have any say. Even he's scared of Maya as well. And what he says doesn't work. So, I mean, they've only got two episodes to play Maya out in a direction. I, I'm worried, you know, because I don't know if there's enough time, especially with the introduction um, of another character, which we're going to talk about soon, that... Are they going to have enough time? Is it going to be rushed? How is it going to be left? I'm a bit worried, mate. Uh, yeah, I have to be honest. I'm, I am as well. Um, you know, because like you say, there's so much left to unfold. That how how are they going to cram it into two episodes? They're either going to have to really drop the comedy element and it's going to be full on action, or it's going to be a bit lacklustre, or it's going to be another cliffhanger like Loki, and it will go off to a second series. But I'm not quite sure how they're going to play it out no. at all. No, it's it's really going to be interesting. I, I can't mm. wait uh, to kind of. It's got me hooked. This really, really has. And the ending again. When I was talking about the the yo-yo effect, when they just talk about this watch first of all, that he says that is a Rolex watch, and yeah. it will. He needs it. It's, why is it so important? It's important because it will bring out it or the identity reveal the identity of someone who's hidden and put them in danger yeah now i've been racking my brains and i've kept away from the internet as to discussions and forums of who this could be and i've got no idea i'm only coming up with people like possibly daredevil who's covert i mean is it someone who's got a secret identity or is it someone who's dead and 
they want to remain dead off the grid and it's going to bring them back onto it. What's your thoughts on it? I'll be honest with you, I have no clue. And like you, I haven't looked into it at all because I want it to be a surprise. And hopefully they follow up on it because they've made such a big deal of this Rolex. It would be really disappointing if it's just like, oh, I've got it back now, it's fine. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I honestly have no idea who it might be. I didn't even think of Daredevil, to be honest. But that's, that's a good shout. I mean, there's so many characters within the Marvel Universe, isn't there, that it, it, it could be anybody. I have yeah. no idea. I have no clue. I'm looking forward to hopefully finding out though. Yeah, it'd be really interesting. And what did you think of Because they have to break into the apartment. And it's a bit of a cheek, to be honest, that Clint doesn't, when they're scoping it out, and this is how we're going to get in. We can get in this way. We can get out that way. He's talking about strategies. It's just as important to know you've got an easy escape route than it is to get in. Yeah. So he's trying to teach her and educate her. And he turns around and she walks off. And she just gets in a lift and I understand the approach is this is what normal young people do. They'll help someone. They'll go in. We don't have to be all sneaky beaky in that. But for her to be in the lift with this stranger going against all the rules, which she's done numerous times. And then to say, I've got an Avenger in my ear. I'm talking to him. That that really annoyed me and really <laughs> took me out of it. <laughs> yeah. Again, I, I can see your point completely. And it, it didn't really feel necessary. I think it's that added element of comedy, isn't it? But, you know, it goes from her saying earlier how serious all this is and all that sort of stuff. And then she goes back to fucking about. Yeah. And it does ruin it. Because yeah. it does show this childish side of her. And it's like, well, you obviously haven't learned anything, then have you? Because you're still acting like an idiot. Yes, so, that's right. And it is that yeah. certain sense of entitlement from her, being mm. her background, possibly. But the fact that Maya grabbed her by the throat and she was visibly scared. She thought she was going to die. And that should have been lesson one. Lesson two is when they're talking about him losing Natasha, losing her dad and going on a killing spree and how real this actually is. And she should learn the stakes in this. And we we spoke about this already. And the fact that she then... Gives it all away, not knowing who this geezer is. Could be the next door neighbour. Could be a bloody ringleader. Could be anyone telling, saying the plan. And I, I believe that she didn't even know that it was uh, Maya's flat, I think. Was that right? Yeah, I don't think either of them did. It wasn't until they went in there and they found the, the Rolex and the list with Clint's family. Yeah. And obviously those um, lights go off, don't they? Those sort of pulsing lights, which ended up being a... Um, Alarm. A silent alarm, didn't it? Because mm. she panics and freaks out. And, you know, this whole scene just shows how naive she is because, yeah. you know, she realises it's an alarm and everything else. But she still just stands there going, what do I do? What do I do? And it's it's fairly obvious what you do. You just get the hell out of there. Yeah. But she yeah. stands there like, you know, a deer in the headlights, so to speak. And, it, yeah, this whole thing just sort of shows her naivety for me. Which was good. I think it's good, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, no, it is. It is because, you know, that's the thing. Her character, she's a great character, but she's very confusing. Like I just said, you know, the fact that she's like, oh, my God, this is so serious and everything else. And and the fact that she knows he's Ronin now and how much shock that gave her and everything. And then to just muck about and be silly. And then all of a sudden she's faced by Maya and she's getting her ass kicked. Yeah. You know, I don't know when she's going to realise 
when this is serious yeah. and actually take it on board because it doesn't seem like she's learning the lesson. Yeah, she, and it is really, really good. I love the tension. I love the angle as well from the POV of the fact she's got that torch and she's shining that torch attached to her bow. Mm. And suddenly she turns around and Maya's there and punches her in the face. And she does get her ass handed to her, which is understandable, but she does do pretty well mm. managing that situation. And it's really good tension where he's like, I'm fighting Maya on the rooftop of the building opposite. She goes, well, no, I'm fighting her. <laughs> so who are you fighting? Yeah. And this person who Clint's fighting, who turns out to be Yelena from Black Widow, um, Yelena Belova, who's the, uh, the kind of sister, stepsister, spy sister of Nat, that what a great fight. And he's getting his ass handed to him. And it, it's so good. It's really exciting going back and forth. Uh, I got so into this scene. I really did. Oh, yeah. The action, the, the choreography and everything else with this scene was absolutely brilliant. To be honest, and you even saw the fact that Maya, Maya started to struggle with it, isn't she? She's like, oh my God, I wasn't, who the hell's this girl that's come here and started kicking our asses and stuff? And it was very well done. Have to oh, be honest. It was and, brilliant. And especially having that red widow venom that mm. she's got on her wrist from the film. And, and it's just so good. And when um, Kate tries to escape, and it's so funny that she goes across on like, the uh, the wire and it yeah. just gets stuck in the middle <laughs> you ever seen a film um girls trip that you, there's a bit in where it happens and one of the girls it's like the mardi gras and uh she's going from one building to another and she gets caught in the middle and uh she's like a middle-aged lady and she needs to go for a wee and gets caught short and urinates oh, on everyone God. below them. It's a really, it's got Queen Latifah in it. It's a really, really funny film. Okay. But yeah, it really reminded me of that. But obviously, <laughs> I, I had a rough idea it wouldn't go that way. But no, <laughs> it's a, a great fight. I love the way that um, uh, what's that? oh God, uh, not Yelena. Yelena, sorry. Yeah. I love the way Yelena looks with the the setup of the the Red Widow venom on her. And she takes Maya out with ease. And the fact she's got those kind of glasses, just like out of Blade, mm. it, she looks great and she's kicking ass. And it was clear that when she threw, and, and I love this scene as well, especially kind of as we were talking about it earlier, like kind of um, like foreshadow of when Kate got thrown off the side of the building. And it's exactly the same as when Nat is hanging yeah. off. And, yeah, nice. and, and it is weird because he couldn't pull her up and he's got the PTSD. He's trying to deal with it, but he cuts her off and she nearly dies. And it, it was strange to me that she was like, right, I'm going to walk fast back up to the top of the building. That was a strange call to make, you know, do you think? Cause just the way she was, I would have, if she would have run up there going, fuck. And like, I need to sort this out. But the way she did it was strange. But as soon as she got up there, I love the fact she just fired that arrow and took mm. them all out and like took the decision out of everyone's hand. I'm going to deal with this. I don't give a shit. And I thought that was really, really good. That really brought me back into it again. Yeah, because I, I liked it was a massive callback, isn't it? And again, of how Clint's trying to deal with it and to have Kate in the same position as he had poor Natasha at that time. You know, you could just see that he was just like, oh, my God, I don't know what to do. And he realised that, obviously, there were the lights and stuff like that. So he just cut her free and said, you've got to get almost to save her. In a sense, yeah, definitely. Because he knew, he knew what was going on up there and who these people were. 
that who this mystery woman in the ninja suit was and but I did like the fact that Kate just thought no I'm not having that and she just went straight back up there to to have a go and ultimately sort of ended it in a sense didn't she by shooting Maya with the arrow and stuff I was like surprised that. wow the first yeah. person she's ever shot and she goes up there and shoots that massive kind of like a little kind of mini EMP whatever it was and everyone was couldn't hear and dazed and it's just wow to shoot Mayer in the shoulder with an arrow I mean Jesus that that was really surprised takes her out the game straight away well, that's the thing it's almost like it was almost like that wake-up call wasn't it of this isn't a game it, it's not you can't just you're not going to get up from this unless you really are serious and the fact she obviously just lost her shit didn't she the fact that yeah. Clint had cut her off and that's probably frustrated her and upset her and then she's just lost it and it was interesting it, i thought it was very well played out but yeah because maya's then gone isn't she she's like well i'm off. i can't deal with this clearly i'm not going to be able to beat all three of them yeah it was really really good and i love the the fact that clint got hit by that red um, widow venom and he mm. pulls um the yelena's mask off and her hair is exactly the same as nat's hair in uh black widow and i thought that was a really really nice touch and i you know he obviously realized that she is a, a black widow assassin but, but did, did he really i don't think and correct me if i'm wrong that um he knew that it was nat's sister i don't know I don't, I, he hasn't really explained much about it yet has he he obviously knows that he she's part of that organization uh of the Whoever, wherever the Black Widow assassins come from and how dangerous it is, hence why he sort of turned around to Kate afterwards and said, we're done. Um, you're, you're not playing this game anymore. But I yeah. think I, it was interesting. Did she have her hair in that way to play with Clint's mind, potentially? Yeah, I don't know. It's really interesting. And yeah. even when she says, who was that? And he says, oh, you don't want to know. You know, mm. Someone hired a Black Widow assassin. And... So there was no mention of Yelena um, Belova being like Nat's sister and whether he knows that. But I mean, from obviously our reviews of when we did uh, Cap and uh, was it Cap and Falcon? Yeah. That we know uh, that who hired that was Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. So mm. I, I I kind of got a little bit of we come out that there was another crossover, <laughs> which I always do. But it is it, nice, isn't it? It is so good because you think brilliant. I've invested and now it's paid off. Even though it's a five second scene or a reveal that yeah. it's like a little reward for me. And it, it's good that he's pushing Kate away, trying to save her with his own agenda that he can see how serious it is. And mm. that, and she can, I think the penny has dropped I, and she still wants to join in. And I love that about Kate. I think that's so good for all her being so naive that she's mm. still well up for this is it. I'm still involved in my invested, you know? Definitely. I, I think that's it. But obviously Clint's now told her that's it. You're not involved in this anymore, which is a bit tropey. Uh, it was fairly obvious. That I think that was the way it was going to end this episode. Um, but I can understand why they'd gone down that route. And it'd be interesting to see with only two episodes left, how they're going to twist that she's obviously back in it with him, because obviously she's not just going to leave it. At the end yeah. of the day, she's still got Jack to deal with, who's obviously marrying her mum. But I'm interested to know who called for the Black Widow assassin, because you see 
Eleanor at the beginning, don't you, making a phone call and saying it's really important. Yeah. So was it her doing it or has Jack done it? Because it certainly yeah. wasn't um, Matey Boy, Kazi, uh, because obviously her and Eleanor had a massive, uh, sorry, not Eleanor, Maya um, had a massive fight and she didn't know who she was. So I can't imagine he's gone behind her back. So it's a real who the hell's brought this assassin in? Oh, it's really going to be interesting, isn't mm. it? I, I think it's left it as such a good part. I mean, for me, this was the best episode, and it's really, really gaining momentum. And I'm, I'm proper excited about it. I really am excited. I think it's absolutely fantastic. I'm enjoying this, and I think I said last week that it's my favourite, and I'll stick with it because I'm, I just love the pace, the character arcs, the the new characters, and. I mean, to have that crossover, to have um, Yelena in it as well, I mean, it's absolutely brilliant. But my concern is they've got two episodes. You've now got Maya's character, you've got Jack, you've got yeah. Eleanor, and you've got Yelena. Are you going to wrap this up? And they certainly can't bring more characters into it, but how are they going to put a nice little bow on this for Christmas? I really don't know. I honestly don't think they can. Like you say, I mean, I have to echo you in the sense of I, at the start of this, I really struggled with this. The first two episodes, I really struggled with it and sort of engaging with it. I found it a bit too comedic and, you know, some of the performances and stuff I just didn't particularly enjoy. But as this series has gone on, it's massively grown on me. And I have to say, it's definitely I'm so excited for the next episode. I really want to know what's going to happen. So, awesome. it, you know, it's really got me hooked now. I, as soon as I watched this the first time, I was like, wow, that was brilliant. And I couldn't wait to watch it again to obviously really get into the nitty gritty to review it with you. Um, but I really don't know how they're going to end it. I honestly think they're going to do it a cliffhanger like Loki. Oh, do you think and so? I really do, because I don't I can't see how they're going to finish it. Because. There's just so much, like you say, there's so much going on. There's either going to have to be some massive event in the next two episodes or it's going to lead on to a, a second series and we'll have more questions answered then. But yeah. we'll see. We'll it, see. It's, it's really, really good, isn't it? It's yeah. really good. So, yeah. So if you have not seen it yet, Get it, watch it, and then listen to this podcast. It's absolutely brilliant. We've got so much more to do. We obviously will be back next week, and we've got a real fantastic action film. We're so excited about this. It's going to be Die Hard 2. I mean, I don't know. Is there any mention of Christmas in this film? We spoke about a Christmas film, and I naturally go Gremlins Die Hard. That's my kind of default. <laughs> I don't know whether Die Hard 2, whether it's Christmas is mentioned, is it? I don't yeah, know. it's set at Christmas. He's trying to get home for Christmas, isn't he? Um, oh, okay that's where it all goes off right um, there so you go it's it is definitely film. a christmas film uh the first two diehards are christmas films and this is our pick yes. for the festive season um, definitely definitely so, so yeah i can't wait cannot wait so next week diehard two and then we'll be followed by episode five of hawkeye Ooh. so i really hope you enjoy this podcast thanks to everyone who subscribes and listens to us and leaves feedback it's absolutely amazing have you got anything to add, Neil, before we go? No, just thank you uh, to everybody and in, hope you're all enjoying Hawkeye. And if honestly, if you've got a different opinion or if you know something we don't and you want to explain it to our dumb selves, please do leave us a comment or send us an email. We'll always happily reply. 
definitely definitely so it's yippee ki and we'll be back <laughs> next week you guys take care thanks ever so much bye